Switch to T-Mobile and get four lines for just 30 bucks each and the incredible iPhone 11 on us so you can take a portrait photo of the whole family with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute. Hurry into T-Mobile and get four lines for 30 bucks each and the incredible iPhone 11 on us with qualifying trade-ins. Via 24 credits for well-qualified buyers with auto pay plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving 24 credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of $699.99. Contact us. Finance agreements required. Welcome to a new episode of Products and Growth Stories podcast. This is your host, Varun Mittal. Product management by practice is multifunctional. PMs engage in numerous activities in their daily routine. PMs may lose sight of their top product goals and OKRs while performing hundreds of these activities. How should PMs pick and choose among numerous activities and cut down noise to simplify their work? And how those chosen activities and tasks can be performed best for predictable product success? Suresh Krishna Madhuvarsu, a product management leader at Oracle and a startup advisor, recommends five top items which help PMs maximize their impact in a product company in this episode with me. Hello, Suresh. Welcome to the show. Tell us about your product management journey. Thanks a lot, Varun. Uh, thanks a lot for inviting me for this uh, podcast. And I really appreciate all your efforts in bringing this uh, product knowledge out there and then really uh, put together uh, this podcast uh, from your time and uh, really appreciate your journey on that. Yeah, absolutely. So pleasure to have you here. I think it would be an exciting podcast with you for all the listeners having uh, such a leader who has great experience in the industry. Uh, Thanks for this work. Definitely, you know, I've been in the industry for about uh, 18 years and um, I have a computer science background and initially when I started, I was really there as an engineer. Uh, I was working for automobile industry uh, for Bosch, covered Bosch, uh, Germany. And I spent a lot of time really doing this uh, real-time operating system uh, and then C, Java, Perl, C Sharp whatever is really required to actually build those uh, automotive systems. Uh, probably uh, most of the cars today are filled with electronic control units. And of course, there is a lot of software that really drives these cars. So I started my uh, career over there. And then um, uh, as a part of that whole uh, automotive software development process, I was very, very fortunate enough to meet a lot of um, our manufacturers who are like Mercedes-Benz, your BMW, the Volkswagen's of the world, uh, because we collaborate a lot on what software really goes into the software. So the idea really was we, from Bosch, as suppliers, we would go into our... um, uh, customers who are uh, like the BMWs and Volkswagens, and then we collaboratively build the software. So during that time, uh, there is no clearly defined role as product manager. Uh, but the opportunity that I had was uh, to really get to the customers, uh, talk to the salespeople, understand their pain points, and then build a new automotive uh, platform uh, that we did. So 
the net net of that really was over a period of those six years of my boss time i spent uh, a lot with the customers understanding their pain points uh, understanding why they are asking for something and what they are asking and then really looking at the systems based approach and then uh, building the software platforms out of it and that really uh, got me a lot of interest into understanding as a engineer and as a engineering leader you would really think about problems and then you really would go very deep into the problem domain and then you would try to solve on the other side of it it is very very important to understand what is the problem that you are solving why you are solving and who cares about you solving that problem right so that's really all about uh, industry looking into the industry looking at the user base and looking at what their problems are and then really uh, thinking about does it make sense uh, to solve that problem and if so then what is the best way to solve the problem and then of course i mean the innovation uh, from the engineering teams and everything comes into the picture so that's really how i started my journey as an engineer and then slowly transformed into uh, various engineering leader roles and then after that um, after a couple of years i realized that uh, product management uh, is the right role for the passion that i had uh, to really build products and then define the products sure so i think that is an exciting journey uh, from being a tech guy engineering guy and then you moved uh, into product management role and finally established yourself as a product leader uh, i want to understand as you move across different products different teams uh you know of course you know we as product managers we want to make the highest impact uh do you think uh product goals and okrs objectives and key uh, results change with respect to product we deal in at the first place uh because we might be looking at generating more revenue or maybe increasing adoption or increasing market share so what according to you really define product goals yeah absolutely um i want to think of that particular problem and then uh, i have a very simple framework what i call as think of outside in and inside out approach so what i really mean by that is for the outside in approach we always want to really understand what is the industry what is the market that we are operating who are those customers who are those users that we are trying to solve uh, a particular problem for and then make sure that you understand these external factors very well that affects you that is outside uh, in uh, approach and then the inside out approach is to say that you as a company that you are working in you understand in a you work and execute in a context uh, there are these company goals there are these uh, objectives that you set for your group and then that will essentially translate to hey i want to solve a 
document sharing problem within a particular industry let's say so in that sense you have defined your problem you have defined a particular industry and probably now you are at a more of a market fit uh, analysis uh, to really uh, see if a particular problem is worth uh, really uh, solving so in that case what you can uh, absolutely uh, do is making sure that there are some goals the reason probably i'm saying some goals is we cannot improve on what we cannot measure i think you know that is something that i'm we frequently keep hearing to where if there is we don't follow through on what we want to measure then we can't really do anything so just from that uh, side of it what we want to do is whether you are following the kpis approach okrs uh, approach uh, or really your goals are there in a spreadsheet it doesn't really matter but the idea really is make sure you understand your organizational goals you understand the market and the industry that you are working with and then make sure that you come to a conclusion with your management team and then define those one or five goals that you want to achieve at the end of six months or at the end of one year whatever that makes sense for you the reason why i say define by the timeline is based on whether if you are a startup maybe your funding round is um, dried up by the next 3 months or maybe your funding round is there in the next 6 months so you have to make sure that you are making continuous progress and then uh, a 2 month time is a good amount of time for you to really measure whether uh, you are uh, having Uh, enough number of customers or not are the features getting uh, traction or not or are you getting enough uh, revenue or not whatever that you want to define you really look at it from that uh, aspect of what are those organizational goals and what do i want to achieve uh, in a much more um, synchronous way absolutely i think that is quite deep and it's quite straight forward as well uh you deal in your own space uh, inside out and outside in and then you define for yourself now with these varied goals or okrs for pms which we eventually get you know which we are trying to achieve going forward so for pms who are working uh, you know in different organizations with different kind of goals do you think the roles and responsibilities of pms vary from organization to organization or team to team or product to product uh wow yeah absolutely that's a, a great question so the one way i want to really think about what product managers do probably many of us uh, would have uh, at least heard about pragmatic marketing framework where framework itself really defines there are some strategic uh, topics or items that are to be done by a product manager and then they also uh, span into that tactical aspects of uh, product management so the reason why i bring up the topic is based on the organization based on whether it is a startup or which industry and then if it is a uh, billion dollar conglomerate whatever that is product managers really uh, work on 
probably one part of a tactical item or one part of a, a strategic item or maybe there are opportunities where a product manager really works all across the spectrum uh, of the strategic items to tactical items so in that sense uh, clearly yes uh, there will be a lot of variations on how pms roles and responsibilities would definitely vary by organization by industry and by the maturity level of the uh, product sure so uh, as i understand basis life stage of the product or the domain of the product or the size of the team product managers are required to do different things even if i talk about a pragmatic marketing framework or any other framework there are a number of things you do however i think we as pms we get overwhelmed by uh, you know kind of activities the number of tasks we have to perform it is just focused things which pms can do to make the highest impact this is something that is uh, very dear to uh, me because um, uh, the right thing that you said was uh, pms get overwhelmed uh, which is a very true statement because at the end of the day uh, when we really look at the pm as a role everybody can say that okay engineering builds and delivers a product sales fully takes the product and then make sure that we get the revenue out of it marketing make sure that customers or potential customers are aware of the product service teams provide the service so what exactly is product management or product manager do is a question that everybody asks right i mean in which is rightfully so there are always things that we can uh, talk about the top 10 things and what not uh, to really maximize um, everybody's time i would really focus on top 5 things and make sure that we get the best out of it the number one thing that i would uh, absolutely want to do as a product manager from morning to evening is prioritize 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 i probably cannot stress enough to say how important the prioritization is in your day to day job because product management is definitely about building the products products have features but at the same time one thing that we will all realize as we execute through as a product manager is building the new features or introducing the new features is the easiest things out there but then once you introduce the features there are multiple things that are associated to it number one they have to be constantly maintained number two you need to make sure that uh, these features are properly used by your users let's say if your users are not uh, using a particular um, feature then it's a very easy thing to say that yeah okay why don't we just remove that feature but then for the folks who have done the enterprise software for long you would know that removing the feature from a feature set is not all that easy the reason why i say the prioritization is very very important is before a feature gets into the product we need to make sure the what is the roi who is going to be u- using this particular feature who are those set of users that we are targeting this particular feature for in that sense your features are prioritized and your time is prioritized the reason why i say your time is prioritized is make sure that you are spending time 
in learning about your user your customer and you are actually becoming champion of the product from that sense make sure that you are spending enough time learning about users you are learning about your uh, products and then you are prioritizing your features to get there that's really all about prioritization make sure that we prioritize well second thing that i want to really uh, emphasize is talk to your customers as much as i say talk to your customers which seems to be a very basic thing but you will be surprised that there are many many companies and product managers where they execute and they deliver the product because somebody in their organization said so right because the ceo of the startup said hey this is a great product we have to build these are the features please execute or maybe because uh, we talked to one or two customers and then we felt that this is the right product and the right feature that everybody likes and then we started our journey of uh, product but instead of really getting biased by certain people uh, what we need to make sure is on a constant basis uh, based on your company based on the access that you have make sure that you talk to your customers your users your influencers on a day in and day out basis because at the end of the day please do understand that when we are building a product that product has to be used by the user and those users should realize the benefit and they are operating in a particular vertical business whatever that is and then you are making a positive impact to that business so make sure that you understand what problems the customers are going through and make sure that what kind of uh, issues uh, whether it is with respect to their business or with respect to their um, problems make sure you get a dump of everything from the customer the third thing that i want to really stress on is be the product leader the moment i say be the product leader is in a whole organization it is very very important that you establish yourself uh, who is the product manager as the ceo of the product uh which is rightly said so and you are the one uh, who knows about the product you are the one who knows about the customer you are the one who knows about the features you know the segmentation you know who are the competitors uh, you know what's happening in the industry so make sure that you really establish yourself as that product leader that everybody comes to so that you have that what and why of the product the reason why i want to simply distill this what and why is because you are the one who is really defining what we want to build you are the one who is defining why we want to build so the moment you define the what and why of the product you would have done a lot of analysis on the industry the problem and then the customer and the user so it is very very important to make sure that you become the product leader the fourth uh, important thing for me uh, really uh, i tell my teams and then uh, whenever i mentor i make sure that this all comes out uh, is please define a very very early on revenue strategy 
Uh, what I mean by that is there are very few companies on the consumer side like Google and Facebook or Twitter where the idea for them was to really get millions and millions of users first and then think about the revenue generation later. But then for the most of the companies and most of the startups and products that may not be relevant. So whenever we design a product, make sure that there is a clear monetization path and then you understand exactly how you want to get the revenue out of it. It doesn't really matter if it is a task model, maybe it is a, a license model or maybe it is a license with services model. It doesn't really matter. But you need to make sure that your product at the end of the day can raise the revenue. And the fifth one that will be very important is partner with the team. So the reason why I say partner with the teams is while we execute the product, we become the market leader, we have the revenue strategy and whatever that is, at the end of the day, to really see the light for a particular product, we need the coordination and the help of so many teams, right from, of course, engineering, sales, marketing, your services teams uh, internally. And then when you look at the external uh, folks, it's really about look at all these uh, industry forums, maybe your uh, set of customers that you work with, uh, maybe the press that you work with, maybe the analysts that you work with. So all these teams of people that you work with, you better be good with them. You better be able to articulate why your product is better, why your product makes sense for the users that you are really putting forward. So from the product management aspect of it, there are, of course, you know, a lot of things that we can do. But to really summarize uh, this particular topic, I would really uh, emphasize on prioritizing your day, prioritizing your features, talk to the customers very often, be the product leader, have a clear revenue strategy, and finally, partner with teams. Teams, what I mean is internal as well as external teams, day in and day out. Absolutely. I think it makes sense. And these are definitely high impact items. Uh, however, there are few problems which uh, PMs face. For example, if I talk about engaging with customers, although any PM would be sensitized with this aspect, but I think they observe a lot of barriers in engaging with customers, uh, be it difficulty of engaging with them due to unending hierarchy of sales guys or account managers, and it's difficult for them to get in touch with customers or typical problem in enterprise space where the number of people are there and they might, uh, you know, obstruct you to get in touch with customers or in case of SaaS business, there can be lack of direct contact because you have you know, thousands of customers and you might not have direct, direct, you know, contact of those guys. So any recommendations for PMs working in enterprise software or SaaS companies, how to engage with customers? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You uh, <laughs> hit the uh, nail right there, uh, Warren, because it's 
as much as we say that we have to be constantly interacting with the customers, I think, you know, based on the maturity of the product, based on the company, things may not really go that well, <laughs> right? I'm sure, you know, we all face that uh, problem. But I think, I mean, there are a couple of things uh, that I would really want to uh, see to navigate uh, that particular issue, right? On one side, let's say there are several layers of uh, organization that is there between the product management team and the customers, rightfully so. Uh, maybe there is sales, there is this account manager, maybe there is um, the customer service uh, organization, uh, which is uh, good to have. I think, you know, for some products, it makes sense to have that way. And in those cases, what I would uh, really do is uh, to really think of um, uh, what we uh, typically call as the customer focus groups, where you might have 10,000 customers, but then there is always a way for us to understand who are the high impactful customers uh, for us and who are the customers that have been with you for uh, very long. And so you pick the parameters that you want to pick and then select some customers. Let's say you pick 20 customer uh, representation. And then the idea would be then from the whole organization, the leadership team from the PM organization, the sales organization, everybody meets this customer advisory board, what we call as uh, every three months, right? So what we are really looking for is even if you do not have a chance to talk to the customer or a user directly one-on-one, at least you get uh, a face time with them every other uh, three months or whatever that uh, periodic uh, time that you want to meet, right? So the customer advisory boards are a very nice way for you to interact with the customer. And then there are other companies uh, which also do something uh, called as the uh, special interest groups or the user groups. So the whole point with the user groups is that we do understand in enterprise software that the customer probably is the one who actually uh, wrote your check, but then the users are the ones who are actually using your software, right, or hardware, or whatever that uh, service is. So in that sense, it is very important for us to not only uh, be in touch with the customers or the influencers who actually uh, bought the software, but we also want to be in touch with the users uh, who are actually uh, using our services. So in that case, uh, we want to uh, sort of bring the users together uh, for uh, conferences so that we have a direct um, uh, impact uh, on them. So these are really the two different ways I've seen uh, frequently uh, where we want to really get in touch with the customers and the users, uh, especially, of course, you know, uh, there are other uh, places, the conferences, the industry conferences that you would meet these customers and the users, Mm -hmm. but uh, that is definitely one way we can um, uh, get there, right? And then, of course, especially now that uh, SaaS model has been the mantra uh, in the industry, the one nice thing that SaaS enables is because all your users are there on one single platform, uh, and then 
the moment you introduce the monitoring features uh, on your features you provide uh, what it really tells you is let's say your software has 10 different modules and then there are four modules that are being used heavily and then there are four modules that are not being used at all right so this is the kind of uh, monitoring statistics that you can uh, gather uh, especially because this is a saas platform and then you know everybody is there on one uh, the reason why i am stressing on the saas platform is because uh, previously in the enterprise uh, software uh, if it is on premise installations or uh, maybe managed cloud kind of uh, installations then what typically happens is every customer has their own instance of software that is running and then it is very difficult for uh, the companies to really bring in this feedback from these multiple companies out there and then really analyze what is working for them what is not working for them until a customer comes back and says hey you know what i really like this feature or i do not like that feature but of course you know what we realize in the industry it's not always that customers actually uh, are outspoken so on the saas side it is very very easy for us uh, to really gather that uh, feedback because now uh, we can uh, really put in place uh, all the monitoring features and uh, that will really help us to move forward with that feedback session sure i think absolutely i think that makes sense because in enterprises you have that you know touch point with that customer because you can your your you know client facing guys can uh, get in touch with the spocks from their team however in saas uh, yes you can monitor it at the back end so yeah so i think that's a great advice uh, so one interesting thing uh, you talked about a product manager to be a leader where you Uh, you know pose pm to be an evangelist he should evangelize but i want to understand uh you know pms are usually not responsible for building brand or generating leads or maintain any influencer relationships then what what is your thought on this uh, for pm to be an evangelist um yeah yeah absolutely so the whole um sometimes i think you know the evangelism uh, probably has a Uh, bad taste to it, but I think in the context of, of course, the product management, what we're really talking about is we are the product champions for sure, but at the same time we are also the face of the product. So what that means is whether we are talking to the engineering teams because for the engineering teams they are the ones who are building the uh, features. They want to make sure that. they are getting the right amount of uh, data so that they can innovate they can bring in uh, their own thought process uh, they can bring in their own ideas uh, onto the table and then take the product to the next level right and everybody in the organization is really looking at product managers uh, to really provide that uh, vision and uh, make sure that the vision is compelling enough for them to work for that right uh, i mean even if it's not just for the product management think about it you go to work every day and then almost uh, 40% of your uh, uh, day you are spending at your uh, work 
So you really want your work to be worthwhile, right? We all want it to be. <laughs> so Absolutely. just from that point of view, when you are building these uh, products, uh, the idea would be that the sales really wants to sell the great product. They don't want to go knock on the customer doors and then the moment they talk about the product, they don't want to be kicked out, right? They, you want to sell the product the right way. You want to sell the product to the right users and the right uh, customers and you want to solve the right problem. So the whole topic of this, uh, the product manager uh, as an uh, evangelist is to really say that you are there as a center of the product phase to the engineering teams, your sales teams, and everybody is looking forward uh, to you. And then it's not only that, you are able to articulate the features and the benefits of the product that you are building and probably there on the social media, you are really talking about the industry trends, you are really talking about uh, the whole aspect of uh, why this product is needed for the industry and what the users will gain out of this uh, particular product and the features that you are uh, bringing in. The product manager uh, knows really what he's talking about. Uh, he's the champion. And then uh, you really uh, see yourself as that leader, right? Who is going in there and then uh, really providing all those insights of the product. So that's really where when we talk about the product manager being the evangelist, I think, you know, it's really pulling together all these teams, putting together that vision, marching towards internally uh, within your company, as well as really becoming that you know, product front face uh, to the customer and the outside organization. So uh, even I, I believe that, you know, internal stakeholders, you can definitely influence through uh, your presence in media and social media. And then you're talking about stuff, you're writing stuff. However, as we know, PM is a highly collaborative role and he has to engage with development team, sales team and customer success teams and so on. What do you recommend for PMs apart from, yes, evangelism? What else do you recommend for PMs to align with different teams to achieve, you know, top goals? Is it empathizing with them? Is it winning their trust? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's a, a great question that you've asked, uh, Varun, because <laughs> that, that's something, I mean, everybody has their own ideas on how to influence the teams. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'll definitely, you know, uh, tell you what works for me and for my team. Mm. So the first things first, be yourself, be a human being. And as simple as I say that, uh, or rather the reason why I say that is we as the product managers think of us as the glue in the organization and we are the ones who are helping everybody come together and release the product. What that really takes us to is we want to make sure that engineers have the right amount of information that they need. And for that reason, one simple mantra that I always have is product managers provide the vision and then stick to the what and why of the product, right? Many times what happens is, or rather, I would say, you know, because I came from the uh, technical engineering background, 
uh, it is a very general tendency that I go towards creating a solution out of the problem that I know. But at the same time, you know that you know engineers are uh, definitely very smart people. Uh, they have uh, great education. They are great coders, and you don't want to be telling them on how to solve a problem. You might probably give the ideas, definitely as to say, hey, you know what? This is the problem that we want to solve in the industry. This is how some other people have solved it. Guys, no, please see how best we can solve this problem. Uh, instead of telling them how to do it, I think from the product management side, we need to really stick to what and why. And the same thing is with, let's say, when we are talking to the salespeople, make sure that you understand the objectives of the group that you are working with so for the engineers it is all about innovation they want to create they want to code they want to build cool features right that is what engineers want to do and then what do sales want to do they want to sell and get the money as simple as that so probably they are definitely interested about the cool features but make sure that you tell them about hey we are getting in this cool feature that will help the customer in such a way mm-hmm. and it will help us in the sales in a certain way or because of this feature our sales cycle probably can be reduced by 20% make sure that whenever you talk to the teams understand what their motivation is because if we talk to the engineers in the way of the features and then if i talk to the sales in the way of the features then definitely sales uh, will not be interested and then after some time sales may not really like what I'm saying because that's not what they're interested in. So I think, you know, the net net of that is I would really say make sure you stick to the vision, what and why part of the product management and then make sure you also provide the right inputs and understand the audience that you are speaking to so that you can provide the right inputs for them. Sure. In the end, you know, we want to generate revenue. Uh, And then you talked about having a clear revenue strategy. When we are trying out new business models and revenue streams, I see there's sort of invisible roadblock from different departments and individuals. How should PMs overcome those to ensure breakthrough innovations and business models to drive revenue? Always what happens is change is difficult. And uh, change is often resisted uh, even by the smartest people in the room. So I think it is always about partnering and then starting small uh, is what I would definitely advise. So what I mean by that is, let's say there is a new drone experiment that you want to do and you feel that this particular uh, usage of drone in a particular way uh, would impact your product as well as your revenue channel. So instead of going and talking to everybody that you see in your organization, what you can probably understand is because it has a product impact, you need some engineers who can help you to do a prototype. Because it has a revenue impact, you want some salespeople and your business operations people who can understand what's going through in the industry. So make sure that you have these partners in the engineering and every department that is there and then first have one-on-one conversations on what you are trying to do and why it is important for the organization and then make sure that 
your boss and then a engineering leader is on board with your idea uh, the reason i am saying on board with your idea is even if it is you are looking for one engineer for the next three months or two engineers for the next one month it doesn't really matter but everything costs money for the organization so just from that point of view make sure that you do a proper business case for the opportunity that you are looking at make sure that this particular uh, opportunity has to be prototype at in a small manner uh, make sure that you have done the prototype uh, show it to small group of people uh, make sure that you know they are excited about the possibilities and then use them as your evangelists so that they can go and then talk to other people saying that hey you know what we've done this you know very small uh, prototype and then this has such a great impact on our uh, user customers and also our revenue channel so we should really uh, invest a little more on that the way what you are really trying to do is you are uh, increasing the outreach of your uh, influence spectrum by initially having those partners that you trust and then those partners will in turn act as uh, evangelists of your idea the net net of that is start as small make sure that you have the partners within your organization who you can influence and then make sure all the advantages and benefits are realized through your prototype i think you know that will really take a long way uh, for you to convince the management uh, as well as the customers later on sure so this brings us to the end of this episode uh, thank you so much suresh for your deep insights into top 5 things a product manager should do for making highest impact i'm sure this is going to bring much more clarity to pms in defining their work areas and perform their roles in the best way they can how can our listeners reach out to you for more questions suresh so linkedin is the best place for people to reach out to me and uh, i absolutely uh, truly want to help whoever is going through on the pm transition or whoever wants any advice on the pm side uh, i'm very happy to provide whatever i can uh, on the advice many times uh, even though i'm saying advice but uh, what i also get out of it is Uh, a lot of insights on what you are going through i learn a lot from uh, various uh, industries that you are working with uh, i'm very happy to provide those uh, insights and uh, definitely please do reach out to me on uh, uh, my linkedin uh, suresh krishna madhuvarsu okay so listeners you can write down his name and i'm sure that is going to be a great opportunity for you to ace product management Thank you all for listening to this episode. Thanks for your love and support and don't forget to subscribe to this channel. We would look for your encouraging comments so that we can bring much more exciting topics on product management and marketing. Till then I wish you an exciting product and growth journey. Switch to T-Mobile and get four lines for just thirty bucks each, and the incredible iPhone 11 on us, so you can take a portrait photo of the whole family with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute! Hurry into T-Mobile and get four lines for thirty bucks each, and the incredible iPhone 11 on us with qualifying trade-ins. 
Via 24 credits for well-qualified buyers with auto pay, plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving 24 credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of $699.99. Contact us. Finance agreements required.